0: The church is not free from sin, nor is it free from sinners, and we have our own sinful nature. So even if you put on patience and gentleness and compassion, others will start to tear away at that like a thorn, and they'll try to wear you thin and destroy those garments. But Paul says, bear with each other, that is really put up with each other, and forgive one another. If any of you has a grievance against someone, forgive. You know the church is not a place where you will find yourself on a perfect path where there will never be conflict or never harm there'll be times when you feel like your patience is wearing thin or like your humility is torn apart but paul says the church is a place where you find what is needed what will mend those garments what will heal forgive, let go of the pain and the hurt that was caused. Heal. And Paul gives us the power for forgiveness as he says, forgive as the Lord forgave you. This message is from Rock of Ages Lutheran Church in Payson, Arizona. Ancient faith for today's world. December 31st, 2023. Colossians 3, 12 to 17. You know, most hikers would probably tell you one of the most important things when you're planning out your hike is to make sure that you have the right clothing for the hike. The suitable layers that are needed. Whether you're in the desert and you need some covering from the sun, or you're going up to the snowy mountain peaks and you need special layers for bringing out moisture, for insulating, and for protecting from the elements. Having the right clothing for the right job can make a big difference. I experienced that as I did a hike a couple of days ago that had a lot of elevation change. I I started with five layers, but as I went up in elevation and the time changed, the temperature really changed by 40 degrees and I'm pretty sure I used all five layers. You know, God tells us too to make sure we have the right clothes as we live out our life as his chosen people. We see the Apostle Paul really instructing believers who he's told now to take off their old garments, the old self, and to put on new garments to wear the chosen clothing God has given them. That's what we see as we look at God's word in Colossians chapter 3 and the Apostle Paul's instructions for us as we plan out our Christian life. Paul here in Colossians has already explained the ugliness that we were born with. We were not just born naked, we were born covered with the shame and the curse of sin. And if there were any clothes that we wore, Paul describes it earlier in the chapters, he says, get rid of all such things as anger and malice and deceit and envy. All these things that come from our own sinful heart, which cover us with sin and guilt. And the destination that we're really set on from nature is one where we wear these grave clothes and we're headed to the grave and are going to turn into ash. And we face not a destination that is wonderful, but the judgment of God and the fires of hell. But our God has given us forgiveness, clothed us with his garments of salvation as we looked at in our series during the Advent season. And now Paul says, you are being renewed in the image of your God. That's why he starts here in chapter 3 by saying, in chapter 3, verse 12, Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourselves, We are those who God in grace has chosen to be his own and he has made us holy. The grave clothes and the death and the curse are removed and we have his righteous garments of holiness. And with that, Paul tells us to clothe yourself as he talks about now our Christian living. He says, clothe yourself with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. I guess these are the The first five layers that paul tells us to put on and as you examine these layers that we're putting on they all have to do with our relationship with one another how you deal with other people the first one is heartfelt compassion or mercy because when you see somebody else your heart your your very being moves for them as you recognize they are someone too who belongs to God and have been redeemed by Christ. As you look at fellow believers, you have heartfelt compassion. As you look at the lost world around you, you have mercy. And with that heartfelt compassion, goodness, or here translated, kindness. By nature, we like to give people sometimes our worst side. But clothe yourself with goodness. Give them what is beneficial. And with it also, humility considering yourself less than others. By nature, we like to robe ourselves in a garment of arrogance and to flip off other people, tell off other people, let them know who's in charge. But God says, get rid of that. Hold yourself with humility. And very closely related to the, the layer of humility is the layer called gentleness. The way you deal with people, softly and gently, not harshly, And then Paul gives us the fifth layer, kind of a layer that's related to all the other ones, patience. That is, don't just have a garment that wears thin quickly. Have a garment of gentleness and humility that deals patiently as long-suffering bearing with other people. Even though they might start to wear thin with your humility, continue patiently dealing with them with compassion and kindness, giving them goodness over and over, even though it takes great patience. You know, it's, it's one thing to go out and plan that you're going to wear the right clothes. As we look at these five virtues, as they might be called, you also have to be prepared for what you're going to face. When you go on a hike, especially as you probably experience here in the southwest, there are thorns and there are trails that they will scratch and tear at your clothes or your skin. And it's the same when you are even in God's church. Paul recognizes the church is not free from sin, nor is it free from sinners, and we have our own sinful nature. So even if you put on patience and gentleness and compassion, others will start to tear away at that like a thorn, and they'll try to wear you thin and destroy those garments. But Paul says, Bear with each other. That is, really, put up with each other and forgive one another. If any of you has a grievance against someone, forgive. You know, the the church is not a place where you will find yourself on a perfect path where there will never be conflict or never harm. There will be times when you feel like your patience is wearing thin or like your humility is torn apart. But Paul says, the church is a place where you find what is needed, what will mend those garments, what will heal, forgive, let go of the pain and the hurt that was caused, heal. And Paul gives us the power for forgiveness as he says, forgive as the Lord forgave you. And when God looked on us, he saw how we had worn his patience then. God sees every time that we don't deal with him as we ought but we, in our sinfulness, give him a hard time as sinners who've turned over and over again from his holiness. But he forgave you, and he clothed you in his holiness and calls you dearly loved. Forgive now as the Lord forgave you. Even if it's within a fellow believers, as Paul says, with each other, with one another, even with those who gather in the church, because the church might have sinners. But the church is in the business of forgiveness. And it knows how to deal with sin. And Paul then gives us the sixth layer to put on. This sixth layer is probably the most important one. It's kind of like when, you, when you're on a hike and you, you figure you've got all the right layers on and you're all covered but then it starts to rain. And you forgot that covering that waterproof layer. And you might be dressed all warm and everything, but you're drenched. And so those other layers become useless. You might even die of hypothermia. Paul says this sixth layer is one which binds all the other layers together. It's really what gives them meaning. He says, And over all these virtues, put on love, which binds them all together in perfect unity might even say love is the the belt that holds it all up, or the cinturon. Love is what keeps everything meaning and valuable. Paul expounds on love as, as he says, You might have these other gifts, but love is the greatest gift. You might find yourself being gentle with somebody, but if you do it in a condescending, loveless way, it's meaningless. You might find yourself bearing up with someone else, but if you do it, with attacks and loveless sarcasm and remind them of their failures and faults. It's meaningless, patience. Love binds every other virtue together, just as God showered us and wrapped us in his love and did everything he did with love in mind. Okay, so Paul's described for us the, the six-fold layers with love binding it together, with forgiveness healing even when the tearing pain comes along. But when you set out to serve God, you need to know your destination. Imagine if you were going on a hike and you had no idea which way to head when the trail split, how easily you could go down the wrong path and you could find yourself lost or altogether heading in the wrong direction. He says, Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, since as members of one body you were called to peace. The word here for rule in your hearts is is really kind of make, take charge or make the decisions. Really, if, if you have a choice to make in your Christian life between doing one action or another action and you're trying to wear those garments, those virtues, and you want to decide which is the best route. Should I do this today or should I do that? Let the peace of Christ be your guide. How and where in the end do I find I will reach peace Peace with fellow believers. Remain at peace with my God. Let the peace of Christ be the guiding rule in your hearts. Let you stay following the right path. And then he continues with probably what we sometimes might overlook. It's not enough to have the right layers. And to bind it together in love. And to deal with things in forgiveness. And to be guided by God's peace. But you need food. I was listening to a a hiker who did the entire Appalachian Trail, which is about 2,000 miles. But he wasn't one of those ordinary hikers. He was one that was a a trail runner. And he did the entire Appalachian Trail in the record time of 45 days, averaging, when he was on trail, about 50 miles. And one of the ways he was able to do that was not just because he kept on running, but he had to consume a lot of food. He said he was getting about 10,000 calories a day, which is about five times what some people eat on average for a day's food. What about our spiritual walk? How are you going to make it through all of the journey and all the trials and all the hardships of your life if you are not fed and nourished? You might make it a little ways if you don't continue to nourish yourself, but you need strength, you need nourishment. So Paul says, let the message of Christ dwell among you richly. Take in the word of God. You might say, well, what does it mean by richly? I come to church. I'm here. I've sat through a service for an hour and I've been fed. Is that richly? I open the Bible at home and I read it at home. Is every day Richly? Is once a day richly? Or is it rather richly throughout your day and throughout your life, 24-7? Let the message of Christ dwell among you. Take in the word of God, just as you take in food. My children have a music teacher and the music teacher has a saying that says, you only have to practice on the days you eat. You probably could say the same for discipleship. We need to take in the word of God as often as we take in our food, perhaps more. And take it richly, and Paul says, so that you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom. See, having the word of God doesn't mean simply, we're going to take the path of peace, which means avoiding any conflict. No, peace means taking that word of God, law and gospel, teaching, admonishing. When someone starts to go down the wrong path, the believer Rich with that word of God says, watch out, you're headed down the wrong path and admonish them to turn back to the right path that is in peace in Christ and wearing his love with forgiveness and turning to his word. These are the things that God gives us and then as we go along the trail, he says through psalms, hymns, and songs from the Spirit, singing to God with gratitude in your hearts. Notice he doesn't give us one type of music. Psalms, hymns, spiritual songs, songs from the Spirit. And it's not just for those who can sing. He also says from the heart. Let your life be one in which you wear the garments, the chosen garments he's given you of gentleness, peace, compassion, patience. And wear them, binding them together with love. And even when people come along and try to tear apart those garments of love and peace, try to do what God has given you. Hold to his word and forgive and be strengthened knowing he forgave you and be guided by his peace, filled with his word. You know, I don't, I don't know if you guys, all of you are hikers or like to hike down a trail, but Paul's not just talking about that here, is he? Whatever you do, whether you show up for work, or you carry out your leisurely activities, or you meet with someone for some social event, or you deal with family members, whatever you do, Paul says, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, chosen and dearly loved. Clothe yourself and this coming year as you look forward to another year, Put on your chosen clothes and do it, whatever you end up doing this year, in the name of Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Thanks to him who has chosen you, loved you, and given you your chosen clothes. Amen.